You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday morning. Now, we'd like to end the week with something good and something positive. So on this week's Radio for Good, we're looking ahead at the International Day of the Girl, which is a day started by the United Nations in 2012, which aims to celebrate the power of the girls and also to highlight some of the barriers they face, well, we face. Um, and to talk more about this, I'm really delighted to be joined by Dr. Geetha Morelli, who is the CEO of Room to Read, which is an international education organization that aims to create a world free from illiteracy and also gender inequality. Good morning and good evening to you, Dr. Morelli. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a pleasure to join you. Thank you for having me. We are live this morning on Facebook as well, and I'd love for our listeners to join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is our Facebook page. So perhaps for some of our listeners who may not be so familiar with the work you do, uh, can you highlight some of the work you do at Room to Read? Of course. Well, Room to Read, as you said, we are working on creating that world that is free from illiteracy and gender inequality. But in order to transform the lives of millions of children for the better, because we know that education is the most effective tool for solving the world's greatest challenges, be it poverty, disease, environmental degradation, exploitation, inequality, you name it. Um, education is at the root of the solution. And our programs, they help children in historically low income communities develop literacy skills and a habit of reading. And we help support girls as they build their life skills so that they can succeed in school and negotiate key life decisions. And Roomtreat has a staff of 1,600, almost 90% of them based in communities and directly working with children, schools, and the communities that we serve. And to date, I'm just proud to share that Roomtreat has benefited more than 39 million children. We've worked across 23 countries, and um, we have a lot more to do in the, in the years ahead. I think the aim, that the end goal is to for room to read not to exist, and that would mean that we've eradicated and solved the problem of illiteracy. Absolutely, that would be the goal. We want to work ourselves out of a job. <laughs> well, let's let's back up a little bit. I want to talk about sort of the effects of the pandemic. Now we saw a lot of communities um, affected by school closures and and also o- online learning. Some communities, uh, even here in Hong Kong, which is considered a very affluent city, we had communities, we had children who didn't have laptops, who didn't have tablets, or didn't even have access to the internet. Um, what sort of an impact did that have on some of the children? that you've uh, worked with? The pandemic certainly disrupted learning globally, as you just mentioned. And in the communities we work with, about 70% of the children didn't have internet access. And we know already from um, many of the recent studies that learning poverty increased by almost a third in low and middle income countries during the pandemic. So now we have an estimated 70% of 10 year olds who are unable to understand a a simple written story. Um, At the height of uh, school closures, we had an estimated 1.5 billion children out of school globally. And because of that disruption, we realized very quickly we needed to reach children wherever they were. We couldn't rely on the school as that center of uh, learning. And we also didn't have access to internet and online learning at the same um, proportions that many other communities did around the world. So Rintree took action to ensure that education remained accessible. We adapted our programs um, through several delivery mechanisms, including broadcast and um, read alouds via radio and television, 
physically delivering books and learning materials um, by boat, camel, whatever means necessary. We used SMS text messaging to support girls who were at most risk of dropping out from the classroom. But most importantly, we retained human connectivity. And um, I think that's incredibly important, especially for young children as they're continuing their way through school. Yeah, well, let's talk about the impacts on, on girls. You mentioned just now that girls and women are at higher risk. The statistics show that girls suffer disproportionately. You know, how do traditions, how do these societal norms, why is it that girls are affected so much more than boys? Well, young women around the world, they face um, enormous challenges across education, either because of cultural bias, discrimination, safety concerns. We see girls on our programs who are at risk of early marriage, trafficking, early pregnancy, violence. The the risks are tremendous. And um, there are an alarming um, 129 million girls around the world not in school with the pandemic putting an additional 10 million or so they say at risk of child marriage. So even when um, girls are in school, they can face biases that limit their progression, that that chip away at their dignity. Um, so this is why our girls education program supports girls to develop their life skills, what we call um, uh, life skills that are critical for them to continue through school and make good decisions, skills like resilience, leadership, collaboration, um, critical thinking and decision making. These are essential skills for them to succeed in school and to help them make uh, informed choices about how they shape their future if they want to get employed, if they want to get married, have children and when. Yeah. How do you reach those girls from those affected communities? We work um, directly with schools when they are open. Cohorts of girls enter our program, particularly at that transition between primary and secondary school when they're at most risk of dropout. And we provide these girls with mentors who are women from their own communities who have faced similar challenges and have been able to make their way through school so that the girls on our program have really accessible role models that have been through similar experiences so that they can see a potential future for themselves um, by sharing their own challenges with those role models. And um, these these mentors are able to engage with the girls' parents directly when um, the, the parents feel that pressure to get the girl married or uh, to, to have her drop out of school to go to work. So we're really engaging at the community level and dealing with the very real challenges these girls are facing every day. And who are some of these mentors? The mentors um, up for Room to Read are actually Room to Read staff. We call them social mobilizers. I like to think of them as sort of um, uh, super moms, if you will. They uh, operate between school and home and provide that layer of support, particularly for girls whose parents may not be educated and may be struggling to navigate the pressures um, due to cultural bias or due to the traditional norms and gender attitudes as they try to figure out how to keep their girls in school. Part of the issue is also because of, like you said, those societal norms. If the mother wasn't so educated or didn't get that opportunity for education, perhaps she's less likely to think, well, that's not as important for my daughter. Have you seen some yeah. of that? Most definitely. The importance of role models, you know, seeing others who have 
um, traversed those types of challenges and been successful is important. It's one of the primary ways that a young woman can see alternative uh, paths for her future. And as you note, if um, her mother has never seen those paths, it becomes incredibly challenging for her to fight those pressures within the home, particularly not just her mother, but if the men in the family, her father, her brothers um, are not as supportive of an alternative path. It seems like there's so many barriers stacked up against a, a, a young woman who just wants to get an education, something Most that definitely. many people perhaps take for granted, uh, unfortunately, but it's such a simple, basic human right to be sort of lifted out of that uh, or to have that upward social mobility. It is really through education. Now, I know Room to Read has also various projects as well. One thing that caught my eye was uh, She Creates Change. Um, what is that project about? Could you share more with our listeners? Absolutely. We're really excited to bring She Creates Change to, to the world. It is a multimedia storytelling initiative from Room to Read. It elevates the narratives of courageous young women from our programs um, and shows what happens when girls develop the life skills they need and discover their own power and are able to gain access to role models who have um, similar stories to their own lives. And so through She Creates Change, Room to Read, has uh, boldly set a goal of reaching the 432 million adolescent girls around the world with accessible and extraordinary stories. And the videos um, consist of six animated films that combine um, the animated version of the young woman's story combined with a mini documentary. And the series will be available in dozens of languages. We're starting with English, Spanish, and Hindi, and then continuing into all the languages that Trade operates in. And will be distributed around the world through broadcast in partnership with other NGOs through existing relationships with our government partners and um, other institutions, media and publishing companies. It'll also have curriculum packages that align with the books and videos and are based on Room to Read's comprehensive girls' education curriculum. And, and our goal is that we want um, this type of curriculum and these role models to be accessible to any girl uh, who, who is um, setting herself up to be educated and wants to shape her own future. Yeah. Can you share any examples with some of our listeners, um, how, you know, some positive changes that that you've come across and some of the girls that you've worked with? So many. I'm yeah. Sure. And She Creates Change has these incredible stories. One particular one is of a young woman, Dumini, from Sri Lanka, who is um, uh, pressured by her family to drop out of school and to go work in another home as a maid because the family is struggling to get access to food. And that food scarcity is putting incredible pressure on them. But Dumini had been through uh, our curriculum, our life skills curriculum, where she had also had access to the knowledge she needed around um, environmental issues and climate-related curriculum. So she knew how to grow crops. And so she creates her own garden um, that ultimately produces food for the family goes so far as to create enough um, produce that she's able to then sell that produce for income for the family and now is advocating for wells in her community. She's aspiring to be an agricultural officer. So you see in that just one generation, that opportunity for a young woman to change her life, change her trajectory, and um, also change the trajectory for her family and her community. We're really excited about the project. The 
official trailer will release for International Day of the Girl, um, October 11th. So really um, excited for all of your listeners to stay tuned for that and hopefully get more exciting updates. I got goosebumps when you shared that story. Just something like this can really change, as you said, the whole trajectory for her generation and hopefully for the generations to come for her family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I have my own personal story was the same. My mother could have very easily gotten married as a child bride. My grandmothers were married very young. And so a lot of the reason I do this work is because I know how close that future was for me. And it took just one generation for her to change the trajectory of our family's life, for me to go from a potential child bride to a CEO. So education has this incredible power to transform lives, not just for one person, but for families and generations to come. Yeah, well, let's back up a little bit. Perhaps you can share a little bit more. Um, your mom then went to move to America to become a nurse, I, I, I read somewhere. That's incredible. She's so brave yeah. against the sort of um, um, disagreements with the family. How did it all work out and how did she sort of stand her ground? She um, she was quite bright. She had actually finished her secondary school when she was 12 and really wanted to go to university. But the traditions of her family dictated that she would get married and she fought that tradition. Um, ultimately, they got her her next sister in line married and she went off and found a sympathetic uncle to sign her up um, into the Indian Army where she trained as a nurse and ultimately came to the United States. And she went on to, to get even further educated, get a doctorate, had an illustrious career, had me when she wanted to um, later in life. And um, as a result of that, you know, I have this incredible opportunity to make my own choices, path my own future, pave my own future and, um, you know, work for an organization that's transforming the lives of, of millions of others and i think that's truly the ripple effect in action um, unfortunately my mother um, has alzheimer's now and can't remember a lot of those decisions she made but i see a lot of the work i do as her legacy absolutely and i'm sure she's so extraordinarily proud of the work that you continue to do for many of the girls in the different communities that that you serve um, a couple of more questions before the news what other projects can you share with our listeners um this morning well, Room to Read is very intent on ensuring that children anywhere in the world get access to these programs. We believe strongly that literacy and life skills are the foundation for all future learning. So in Asia, we recently launched uh, an incredible project in Hong Kong, for example, that looks at addressing poor childhood literacy rates in low income and migrant communities, ethnic minorities in Hong Kong who have little or no access to books. And we've worked with authors and illustrators to create bilingual books in Chinese and mother tongue language for children from the Philippines and India, Pakistan, et cetera, that are living in Hong Kong. Um, and we'll be partnering with local nonprofit organizations, community centers, and schools to distribute these books for use at home. We have similar projects that have launched over the last few years in Jordan, in Lebanon, and the United States, in addition to our already very strong portfolio across Asia and Africa. So we are showing that programs like ours can have an impact anywhere in the world. And it's something it takes as simple as giving a child a book to really just change their world. You know, children just love immersing themselves and, and it doesn't matter what's happening externally, but you give them a book, they're able to really um, find, a, find a new world there and hopefully uh, create a new life for themselves. Uh, finally, how can we support the work that you do at Room to Read? It's a fantastic organization. Have you got a website and, and can we follow you on social media? 
Well, thank you so much for asking. If you would like to support RoomTreed, please do visit our website at www.roomtreed.org to find out more information about engagement and investment opportunities. You can also follow us on social media and stay up to date with the latest news. We are on Instagram, Facebook, X, and LinkedIn. You can tell your friends, colleagues, and family more about our work and get engaged. I truly believe there's no better investment we can make than in the future of our young people. So I just ask that you join us in these efforts in whatever way makes sense to you. Yeah, well said. And I'm sure our listeners will be browsing the website and seeing opportunities that we can also uh, support education. Meanwhile, thank you so much to Dr. Geetha Murali, the CEO of Room to Read. Thank you so much and happy International Day of the Girls for the 11. Thank you so much. Happy International Day of the Girls to you too, Noreen. Thanks so much for having me.